Now to pull on the headphones and see how it sounds. Oh, that's great. Hello and welcome. You found your way over to the Adventures in Odyssey Scoopcast, your source for the latest Adventures in Odyssey news and reviews. Mostly reviews, still in podcast form for those who, like me, don't have time to read. Unless, of course, it's a textbook. I'm your host, Timmy Bays. Let's get this thing started. Album 70. Wait, wait. Yeah, no, it is 70. That's a big number. We're on album 70 of Adventures in Odyssey. Finding a way. Six stories on fear, heroism, and new beginnings. Today, Ryan Matlock, Michael LeFevre, and myself are reviewing episode 904, Jumping Off, Jumping In, the first episode in this album. And without further ado, let's jump in. Or jump off. Or, yeah, let's get started. Alright, so this episode is Jumping Off, Jumping In. It's episode 904, written and directed by Marshall Younger, sound designed by Luke Gano, music John Campbell. Yay! Thoughts on this episode? It was an episode. It was a good episode. I really liked it. So did I. It was a good episode. Yeah. Starting a review series of Album 70, Album 70 is one of the best albums in a long time. Truth. This one does incredible development for Wyatt's and Carla's and Bridget's characters. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that it's continued in The Protector, right. which we'll review later, mm-hmm. carrying the progression of Bridget's change in this episode where she actually has like a little bit of PTSD almost mm-hmm. regarding her incident. I think that that's just fantastic because when the Perkins family first came on the scene, I wasn't a huge fan of Wyatt. I didn't really get the <laughs> appeal of a kid who just impulsively lies. I was like, what, what are you doing? Focus on the Wait, family. Wait, is that what he's doing? Is, I, is he just lying about everything? Well, he, he makes up fake facts, oh, you know? I think he legitimately and thinks they're true, but, you know. <laughs> he either thinks they're true or there's no way anyone could believe that's true. But whatever the case, like, either he's a conspiracy theorist who just thinks things are fake, kind of like um, <laughs> the one that wouldn't stop talking to Zachary. Oh, oh. Glenn. Oh, Glenn, yes. Yes, yes. Oh. he's like Glenn, but worse somehow <laughs> in my mind. But <laughs> That's unfortunate. Anyway, That's so really I'm, not here unfortunate. To ta- I'm not here to rant about Wyatt. My, my point was, like, when they first came on the scene, I didn't quite like them for that reason, because it was like... Wyatt is annoying. I don't like him. But as it's continued and it's like, okay, so now we introduce, okay, the father is, he's off in the military overseas and that has repercussions on his kids and how they deal with that. And now you get to add in some, like an event that happened in Odyssey separate from their father that furthers progression of how they deal with things, that's just magical. I love it. Right, right. Wyatt has progressed so much since his first episode, partly because his second episode was so much different in terms of his character. And also because he had a different... Well, I mean, not second episode. His second album episode, because he was also in between Camp and a Hard Place, too. Right. Which was his first... No, second appearance. That was his second appearance, yeah. I really like how they've progressed Wyatt's character. I was kind of skeptical at first. I kind of liked him. I was like, oh, this is a cute little kid that... (laughs) believes all these dumb things it's funny but they've really done a good job with making him real and at least in this one they've transformed his believing random facts into actually acting on those random facts like jumping over the fence and jumping off the shed and eating the dakota dragon chip 
which all of those are <laughs> actually pretty funny. And the pacing of this episode is really good. We get to hear sort of the setup and then Jay's side. And Jay's fantastic in this episode, too. Oh, um, wow. Yes. Bridget Perkins yes. is my favorite character on the show right now. Partly because I kind of have a crush on her actress, but otherwise because her <laughs> because her character is really well defined, and because she's gone through such deep emotional development and like mental, she has a, a very interesting mental thought process that she went through in Always Home, and that she continues to go through here, and also because this is the redemption for the excellent writing about trauma that we never got, and now we're finally getting, and Wit is acknowledging you yeah. went through a traumatic experience, you can't do it again. She does it again, and there are huge consequences for that, and this yes. is it's so cool. It's so cool how this is how this is all played. I I really love it. Yeah, yeah. This isn't espionage. This isn't something hidden. This is family drama, and this is personal character arcs. And I love these character arcs. Yeah, and fantastic acting too. Yes. Oh my. Yeah. Yes. This episode especially. I'm really impressed with just how realistic this episode is. In that this is totally something that kids that the general the, the the focus age for odyssey could potentially go through and it's not you know it's not something like they're never going to get locked in a room by some e- evil psychopath that, you know <laughs> wait but he's know. not a psychopath he's good no he's not no no he's good right a highly trained <laughs> sociopath i understood that reference there you go highly functioning sociopath yes that's yeah. a good episode yeah. i'm not a hero i'm a high functioning sociopath merry christmas but but like this one's relatable and just the general kid psychology that you get in this, mm-hmm. this traumatic experience leads to that one. But being in a traumatic experience doesn't just affect Bridget, who is drowning, but it also affects Wyatt. Right. Um, we, like, we see that clearly here, and we also see that clearly later. Yes. Yeah. But I I was just really impressed by that part of this episode, just that clear connection um, that kind of helps kids process the same way. Like, um, maybe I'm going through oh maybe the reason i'm doing this is because of that maybe yeah like thing in the past yeah i don't think they've ever touched on that in odyssey before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there were this is a really really well written episode especially marshall is doing awesome work over there yeah these are masterpieces especially especially this one yeah and a couple specific parts throughout this there's one part where wit's talking to wyatt at the beginning so what was it a a dare no uh, no one told you to jump? Jay's my friend. Why does everybody think he's such a bad kid? We're just trying to understand. That's really good writing, and it's really good at bringing out Wyatt's intelligence, that Wyatt knows what Wit's implying. Yes. Whereas I don't instantly pick up on that, but Wyatt does, because Wyatt can see Wit's facial expression also. And that's right. great. <laughs> It's, it's really good. And then how about we talk about Jay for a minute in this episode? Because Jay is a lot different than we've seen him before here. Oh, man. Is he? Trump. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a different like side. How? It's a different side. So previously, Jay was the goofy kid who followed Zoe around and just made jokes all the time. Or he was the bully who was just the, the, the weird, doofy bully most of the time. Now he's actually self-absorbed and doing what he's doing throughout the episode in the same goofy way. But he also has that line toward the end of the episode or toward the end of segment two where he says, I guess the apple rolled really far away from that tree. What do you mean? Son of a war hero? <laughs> You are nothing like your dad. It's so concise. It's so short. And that's good that it's short because it it shows us exactly what he's thinking. And it shows Jay as sort of the bully again in a way that he wasn't when he was calling Barrett skinny like a carrot, mangy like a ferret. Like, that's not this Jay. This Jay is a lot more subtle and a lot more dangerous. Yeah, Yeah. sort of. And I feel like Jay, like, I could probably talk about Jay all day (laughs) um, because I feel like he's 
one of the he's one of my favorite characters because he's very complex if you know where to look because all of his acting out can be traced back to kind of root emotional needs or desires that he seems to have like when he's bullying barrett we learn at one point from like a one-off line that basically barrett's been the best at everything since they were really young yeah and so jay feels like he has to compete with barrett constantly and that's why he Mm. makes those he acts out like that which initially i didn't like jay because he was just constantly bullying barrett (laughs) same and i was like what's the (laughs) point why and it's like okay okay so he has some uh insecurities in that area but then here we we see him insult uh, insult uh what's his name wyatt wyatt thank you (laughs) And we have to wonder why. But if you think back to earlier in that scene, Jay is panicking yes. about Bridget dying. Yes. And he says things like, come on, you can't freeze now. And he freaks out and he tries to get help. And he's really trying to do the right thing here. And he's getting upset at Wy- at Wyatt and saying that very insulting thing. And it comes out of that. Right. Like, yeah. I was panicking. You let me down. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say something that shows you let me down. Right, and it does do something to Wyatt. It makes Wyatt react, which is probably exactly what Jay wanted, right? Kind of? Right. Maybe. I also think that Jay's experiencing trauma also. Like you said, this is kind of a side of Jay that we haven't seen. We haven't explored this. We haven't seen him giving such, like, painful insults before. And I think that part of this is because Jay has a heart, like everyone else, and he's just gone through a traumatic thing where someone almost dies. He's screaming for help. I love that 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 time where he's screaming for help and he's like, Cooper, can we get over here? You know, you know. Yeah. And yeah. he's he's panicking too. And I feel like what he says afterwards comes out of his panic. It's not a normal Jay thing to say. Right. It's this more this deeper hurt, like, you are nothing like your dad. I thought you would have helped. But it's because Jay's trying to cover up for the fact that he couldn't help either. Mm, that is excellent that is really yeah. really good and it's also kind of why he shows up is it why he shows up at the hospital uh because he wants to like talk to Wyatt about it or, or why he's been hanging around Wyatt so much or like why Wyatt's been hanging around him maybe because I he so. he doesn't want to see Wyatt in danger but he also knows that they they both been through this and yeah, yeah. mm-hmm it's it's really fascinating, and also he was there when the incident happened. So like, I, just like right. he would probably visit Bridget following that incident. He would likely visit Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And doesn't right. doesn't he ask like I, I think Jay somewhere has a line where he mentions what happened to Bridget in, in sort of a a half sincere way, and then that's when Br- Wit brings up the the counselor. Is that what is that what that line uh-huh. is? I don't know. I think I, so. Yeah, but all of this leading to that line, and they all start arguing about it. It's great because this is actual conflict of something of substance between this family and it's it's actually it's actually good conflict because we haven't had a lot of that with families. It's more been on the comedic side, but this is something they're right. dealing with. Yeah. This is something important to all of them. And it's good that Wit is here to be kind of our our neutral space. You were telling me about that before, Ryan, when I was writing the the Rydell scripts that I yes. needed a a neutral character, a character that's seeing everything for the first time and mm. experiencing uh-huh. things. And Wit is good as that character going around and figuring things out. Yeah. 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 And I think one of the reasons this episode works so well is that it doesn't throw a bunch of exposition at your face right off. Like, like you know, some, uh, some episodes do that where it's like, you know, someone walks into Wit's End and they're like, hi, how was the thing yesterday? Oh, yes, I'm doing that thing yesterday. And now I'm doing this thing today. And tomorrow uh, I'll be doing this thing. I wrote and that. And it's like, no, stop. <laughs> stop it. 
Stop. <laughs> You're giving us so much information in such a boring way. Don't do that. And this way, you get to see pieces of the entire puzzle, and it's very compelling and interesting to listen to. You kind of see, like, I remember when I first listened to this episode, I was like, ugh, another Wyatt being weird episode. <laughs> because he does start out, it's like, oh, he jumped off a shed, and now he's eating hot chips, and I don't have any good reason for him to do this. Like, he's, he's probably going to be, like, Isaac the Courageous, but dumb. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't. <laughs> it was better. I like the interaction between him and the nurse, where he's like, could you tell the nurse I have a hematoma? And he's he's kind of pressing <laughs> that. And that's, so he's not lying, but he's still Wyatt, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, for that. sure. Mm-hmm. So, Wit in this this episode, it almost seemed like he was, it was, the lines were written for Jack Allen instead of Wit. Oh, Really? I just when I when I listened to this, I was like, you know, Jack would have been amazing in this spot. Okay. I think he really would have. That's that's good. Yeah, what is the like, what is the contrast between Wit and Jack then? We've seen Jack in a more relational mode before. Uh maybe it's because recently I, I listened to the episodes uh, a, t- a touch of healing yeah. where Jack is intervening between Zachary and his mom and Jason and he's he's in the middle in the, like in the same way that Wit is here. Yeah. It just seemed to me and then Andre Stoika's high-pitched voice um also reminds me of Jack mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Obviously, wit's there. Jack is gone. Um, this mm-hmm. is the best best way to do this. I just I just couldn't help but have this almost this sentimental throwback to where like, oh man, this could have been Jack. Is this yeah, outside of Wit's character to do this, or is this good that Wit is going in this direction? Hmm. I don't think it's outside. I don't think it's outside of his character. No, okay. it's okay. just not exactly how he often it just reminded problems. us reminded us of Jack. And who knows that maybe this he, he learned this type of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, from from Jack or or just he it it makes sense you know lots of the things I do when I'm talking to people are because I've seen other people do it yeah yeah can I say one thing that I didn't like about this episode yeah do it sure please the end oh I don't know whose great idea it was to let Bridget go back into the pool honestly like I I'm listening to this I'm still not sure what her plan was. I listen like the, the times I've listened to it. I was like, "Oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that." And then I talked with my wife, and she's like, "Oh no, it's this." I'm like, "Now I have three different reasons, and I can't figure out what her plan was and why the mom would actually let her." Like at first, they're like, "No way, you can't do this," and Wit was agreeing. Then the mom said, "Okay, fine," and Wit, typical Wit, agrees with the mom, like doesn't say anything, which which I respect. But at the same time, this was really a bad idea. <laughs> Like to get back into the pool, like into the water soon after a drowning experience, she she refuses to go to the counselor anymore. Honestly, I I to me at the end, I was left with this. That was a touching episode, but why in the world did they let her in the pool? <laughs> Good point. Good point. The the excuses that are made are that there was a lifeguard there. Yeah. Um, and that is that is the main thing that Cooper was right there, ready to save her, and her plan. I'm going to fall limp like I'm unconscious. And Jay's going to try to drag me to shore. Wait, 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 what? He's going to try his hardest, but everyone, he will fail. <laughs> That's what she says he's going to do. And then yeah. I think she was expecting just to wake back up and say, see, Wyatt, you would all have only been able to do that if it had been for adrenaline. And it was because you really did care about me. See, Jay can't do it. Um, right. Right. And I think it's twofold. She wants to humiliate Jay because Jay is over here insulting Wyatt yeah. without having a clue what Wyatt went through. Right. And then also bolster Wyatt because he's got all this self-doubt about his ability to be courageous when he literally pulled her all that way out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Maybe it's just because the first time I thought that, I don't know what I thought, but it, it, it just was kind of like, eh, this probably wasn't the best idea. It turns out, well, it turns no. out better than better it, than, it, than she could have, than she planned it. Well, but it still right. turns out that Carla says in The Protector, that was an awful idea. She is dealing she does, with, yes. the, with the, and that's something we never got from A Sacrificial Escape from Wit. Like, he never feels bad <laughs> about all that. <laughs> I hate to keep referring back to it, but that's actually really applicable here. I thought of that, Sorry, too. Sorry, Odyssey. You've got a blemish on your record. <laughs> <laughs> that make a difference that Carla mentions in the next episode how she still thinks it was a bad idea because it could just be a lapse of judgment on Carla's part. Oh yeah, and it, it, it's very real. Like parents make mistakes. That's part of parenting, I think. Not yeah, that I have experience, but to a certain extent, when you're parenting and a kid, like you can only tell a kid so much what to do, especially when they get to that age. Like 16. you could say, "No, I'm putting my foot down. You're never going back in the water." But then. There's like a certain place where you have to give kids the ability to make mistakes in a, mm-hmm. especially if they're in a controlled, safe environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, if she's gonna keep saying, "No, I want to do this. This is my choice," and she's 16, she's two years from you not being able to tell her to do diddly squat. Right. Right. <laughs> so what are you? Are you going to put your foot down and become this uh, person who just tells? them almost in a tyrannical manner no sorry i get to tell you what to do for the next two years or are you gonna let them do something like you're gonna tell them look i don't think this is a good idea but like okay i'm still not very comfortable with it but if you're good with it you really want to do it and there's a lifeguard and we've got all the precautions yeah sure knock yourself out still telling you bad idea yeah and Bridget yeah. didn't even know how it was going to affect her and it seriously no, it is didn't. affecting her yeah it, it did and she was surprised with that i think maybe if i were to change anything about it yeah. i think i would say that i just wish they would have explained that a little bit more it was kind of almost too fast getting to that point where i was stuck like oh my goodness why in the world did she just go into the pool and then i listened again like okay now i kind of understand the next time i hear it probably i'll be like oh i get it now it's all good but i feel like they could have explained it a little bit more it kind of there were there. there were several people who did have, or at least one person who did have that same thought of this. She should not have gone back in the pool, and like, yeah, like we know that, but it's it's because it's to set up the ending, and it's to demonstrate it's to demonstrate more of their characters, and yeah, it also made for a good story. So all that, and knowing the next epi- the, the protector helps with that. Right, right. All right, are we ready to do the ratings? Yes. Uh, I think I will give this episode seven out of ten belly flops. i'm gonna give it nine out of ten hot chips wow wow i'm going to give it oh man i was just thinking of my rating for the protector not this one (laughs) (laughs) they're the same episode it's fine i'll go with a nine nine pieces of fettuccine pasta that look like pipes that was a really good line in that episode And there you have it. We have officially jumped into album 70. Be sure to tune in next time for auto response. But until then, we've got lots to keep you busy. You can leave a comment on this podcast. Let us know what you think. We also have other reviews in podcast form. Check them out on the website here. OdysseyScoopCast.com. We're also on Facebook. So go ahead and like the Facebook page. Wait a second. I haven't liked the Facebook page. Give me a minute. Okay, now I've liked the Facebook page, so now you go like the Facebook page. Comment, like, anything you like to do on there. If you want to talk to more people who know a lot about Odyssey, want to talk about Odyssey, or anything else, really, check out our message boards. OdysseyScoop.com slash forum. That's all for today, except to say, remember, never be without the Odyssey Scoop.
which means you're going to crush me. Yeah, you're coming with me. And then Bridget picks Jayla up like a volleyball and spikes him into the pool. Spikes him over the net. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast, Michael. <laughs> but that's the point. Um, 